Ron Hebert is the financial coach, retired portfolio manager. I'm Gord Whitehead, retired broadcaster. Together we do a show called Making Money. Welcome. We're going to talk about a topic that uh, I guess is really near and dear to everybody's heart, Ron, in the, in, in the long run. When it comes to retiring, you say to yourself, holy mackerel, am I going to have enough? How long is my money going to last? Big topic to chew on here. And we're going to be talking about that today because, frankly, if you do a survey and ask people, are you going to outlive your money? Most people will look at you and cross their fingers and say, well, I hope not. But they really don't have a good understanding or feeling how much they can spend. And we're going to talk about a rule today. It's called the 4% rule. And it's a rule of thumb in retirement planning to help you avoid running out of money in retirement. And it states that you can comfortably withdraw 4% of your savings in the first year of retirement and adjust that amount for inflation with every subsequent year without risking running out of money for at least 30 years. So that means if you retire at 65, this has been a pretty good rule of thumb uh, to go by. And we're going to talk about uh, two studies that that really reinforce um, how durable... Uh, this is now okay four percent okay let's just talk hypothetically here let's say you have a million dollars saved up and that's a sizable amount of money uh you would then be able to withdraw forty thousand dollars in your first year am i correct in my math there yeah so let's go to the example the four percent rule is pretty easy to follow in the first year of retirement you can withdraw up to four percent of your portfolio's value if you have a million saved for retirement, for example, that works out to 40000 But at the beginning in year two, let's say you've got inflation of 2%. Well, in the second year, you withdraw $40,800, 40000 times 0. .102. And in the rare cases where you have inflation going down, for example, so let's say inflation, you had deflation of 2%, you could withdraw less than the previous year because your buying power is higher, 39200 in the example. So in year three, you take the prior year's annual withdrawal, and then you'd adjust that for inflation. Then in year four, you'd take that amount and adjust it for inflation, and you keep moving forward. Okay, so now let's, let's talk about current times. We are in an inflationary cycle right now. Uh, you know, banks been raising rates. Uh, a lot of people are feeling the pressure of mortgage payments and things like that. This gets to be complicated and it gets to be costly because that goes over that 4% rule, doesn't it? Well, you're taking, for example, if you took 4% this year or last year, <clears throat> it was your first year retirement. Then in the second rule, you had inflation. Let's say inflation this year is 6%. You add 6% of to the 4%. So uh, that would be instead of forty thousand dollars, you'd end up taking forty-two thousand four hundred dollars. Yeah, the second year. And then the third year, you you add whatever the inflation rate is onto the forty-two thousand four hundred dollars. So if you go back and look at this, Gord, this rule is based on a nineteen ninety-four study by uh, an investment management specialist by the name of William Bengen, and he looked at. Uh, this over a long time span from 1926, which was prior to the big crash. And he looked at rolling 30-year periods that ended in 1993. 
And the test determined that 4% is the highest initial withdrawal rate that would allow uh, a retirement portfolio to last uh, 30 years, regardless of market conditions, as long as an individual had 60% equity and 40% fixed income. So it wasn't a terribly aggressive portfolio. And another study, which is a more recent one, it went from January 2000 to December 2022. Um, and they looked at a portfolio that was 50-50. In other words, 50% stocks, 50% fixed income. And that portfolio that started at a million after 23 years would have $810,000 left after 23 years, which is still a good chunk of your money. And that was with withdrawal rate of 4%. But if you move that to 5%, after 23 years, you'd only have $146,000 left. Wow, that's a big chunk of change. It's a big chunk of change. And if you move to higher levels of withdrawals, that reduced the portfolio value even faster. At 6%, uh, your cash extraction would deplete the portfolio in 19.4 years. And at 8%, it exhausted the principal in 12.5. So you can see that 4 to 5% is certainly uh, the sweet spot. You know, a lot of this is going to depend how long you live. You know, if you got one put in the grave and another was some sort of on the a banana peel and you don't expect to have a long lifespan, well, certainly spend more. But for the average person, you know, uh, the actuarial tables say that we're going to live into our 80s. And uh, if that happens and you're retiring, many people now are retiring early at 60. Um, You know, you want to have a plan and figure out how much you can expect to spend. And that is based on certain assumptions. You know, Uh, these are all based on the fact that you're looking at a 30 year retirement, that you're either going to have a 60, 40 or a 50, 50 portfolio, that your cash flow requirements are stable and, uh, it, it assumes that you're going to retire with enough money, and it also assumes that interest rates aren't going back to zero. So there's some assumptions in here, but frankly, the, the assumptions over the long term uh, have worked out pretty well. And, and there's no scenario at the 4% level, and literally from 1926 uh, into the 1990s, uh, where if you took out more than 44% a year indexed to inflation, that um, you would have ended up uh, running out of money before you ran out of time. So, and it's a pretty easy calculation. I mean, you don't have to be a mathematical genius to take 4% of whatever your number is. You can sit down, well, hopefully you can sit down and make the calculation or use a calculator if you have to. So it's pretty easy to work with, right? Yeah, or, or, you know, if if you're having trouble with this, um, get your neighbor, I mean... You know, these are these are calculations that I, I do in a simple calculator all the time, and I can run them out 10, 15, 20 years, and then just get them printed off. So you, you've got a pretty good idea where you're going. And, you know, the advantage is, like you say, Gord, this is easy to calculate. It produces predictable numbers, so you know how much you can take every year. And it's, uh, it's, it's, it's had a good tra- track record of uh, traditionally protecting you from running out of money during retirement. Now, it isn't the be-all and end-all. Because, I mean, if we have uh, a nuclear war that uh, turns the entire globe into a mushroom cloud, well, you know, all bets are off. But, you know, under normal or reasonably normal circumstances, this has worked pretty well. And so, 
uh, it's something at least to sit down and, you know, you might have different circumstances and you might have a different portfolio mix, but you at least want to sit down and run the numbers on this because it gives you a pretty good idea of where you need to be. Okay, so then there must be the opposite effect. There has to be some kind of a downside here. When does this rule not work? How, how, how does that come about, Ron? Well, it doesn't work if you don't have enough money in the first place, Gordon. Uh, a lot of people want to retire, and uh, even if they spend all their principal and they sell their house, uh, they're going to have to keep on working because they just don't have enough money to get them to the finish line. And, of course, there's the other side of it. You've got people that have so much money, they really don't even uh, need this formula. You know, if they're living reasonably, they've got more than enough to take it to the finish line. And this thing, this calculation assumes that you keep spending at a constant rate throughout retirement. So, you know, if, if your retirement is you spend fifty grand one year and you spend three hundred the next, um, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, this isn't going to work, and it, it it also assumes that you've got an asset allocation of sixty percent stocks and forty percent bonds. Uh, the second study we looked at was fifty fifty. So if you're a hundred percent equity or a hundred percent fixed income, this uh, frankly calculation isn't going to work for you. But a lot of people in retirement uh, have a good mix of fixed income and uh, and equity or real estate in their portfolio. And if it differs much, too much from this, um, frankly, then you're going to have to uh, look at some other numbers. Then it's probably time to go to a financial planner and uh, get, get some long-term expectations on the kind of assets that you have and get a custom-made plan for you. And uh, finally, if you're expecting your spending patterns to change throughout retirement, uh, here again, uh, this, this doesn't work. Uh, most retirees are more active in the early part of the retirement. And well, you have your go, health, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, you've got your health, you've got your money, you can travel, and their spending is higher. So, And then your spending falls off in the middle, and then it increases again due to health care costs late in life. So the 4% rule often isn't dynamic enough to account for some of these huge financial changes. And then, like I say, that's the time to sit down with a financial planner and uh, and get a more detailed plan for you. But for, for a cookie-cutter approach that's off the shelf, um, the 4% rule works pretty good, Gord. You and I have been friends for a lot of years, and we've had a lot of great conversations over lunches and dinners and a glass or two of wine. And I still remember the one where, <clears throat> when I was contemplating my retirement date, and you sat down and you said to me, well, what do you think you're going to spend? And we compiled a list and the list was remarkably short. And I, I I was under the impression I was going to need more money than I thought I did, right? That, you can do that kind of planning, too, right, with a financial planner. And that's a very good point, Gord. Is in, in most people, they think they're going to spend a lot more than they do. But, you know, special trips and things like that, you don't do them every day. And, exactly, and the, yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that that I enjoy, like working around in my yard, uh, going for a walk in the forest. Frankly, they don't cost anything. <laughs> they don't cost anything. Taking the dog for a walk and all those types of things that, frankly, you get a lot of satisfaction on. Having someone over sitting on your deck, uh, having a nice glass of wine and enjoying a, a nice sunny afternoon with friends. I mean, most of those things are pretty inexpensive. And the big ticket items often don't happen very often. So... Um, yeah, you, that, that is a very good point. Often you, you use a lot less than you think that you're going to. And, and uh, you had a very, very good point. You made a list 
and you put numbers beside the things that you really wanted to do. You had a bucket list of, of uh, great things you wanted to do, and then you put a cost attached to them to see if you could afford it, and you could. So it was great. All right, so finally here, we're going to check in on this. Like You have to, uh, even though the rule has a great track record, it, it needs, you got to pay attention, right? Yeah, I mean, it's something that you just don't want to, you turn 65, you sit down, you do the 4% rule, you map it out, then every year uh, you adjust your 4% to inflation. So every few years, run the numbers again to make sure that you have enough capital left to go the distance. So if inflation rates end up higher, if the stock markets aren't doing nearly as well, as long-term returns get lower, um, you know, you want to tweak this thing along the way to make sure uh, that it continues to work for it. So it's not a one and you're done. You, you need due diligence. You need to come back and keep looking. But the 4% rule is certainly a good place to start, and it's got uh, some durability because uh, it's been tested from the 1920s all the way up to 2022, and it's been found to work actually pretty spectacularly. All right, there you go. Retirement, make sure you're set to do it. <clears throat> Excuse me, some basic guidelines for you to follow along the way. On behalf of the financial coach, Ron Hebert, a reminder, if you have a question or it, maybe we missed something here you think was vital or you need a little more clarification on that 4% rule, feel free to drop us a line. You can email us. Letsmakemoney.ca is our website. And our friends at CFCW Radio, they have their portal, cfcw.com, where the show is hosted. You can also find us through that link as well. We'll be back again next week with another edition of Making Money. I'm Gord Whitehead. Thanks for joining us. The information presented is derived from sources believed to be reliable. This material is presented for information purposes only and does not constitute investment advice. Before acting on any investment information, a person should seek advice from an investment professional. The presenters may or may not hold positions in the securities discussed on this show and will not be responsible for any losses sustained from acting on this information.